everybody, and welcome to another episode of My Ruby Story. This week, we're talking to Leonardo Tegon. Leonardo, Hi, okay? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> you want to do that yeah, again? I totally talked over you. <laughs> I didn't know which was my cue. Nope, it's all good. Um, now, we had you on episode 416, and we talked about Devise and Warden. Um, I think we dug a little bit into um, uh, non-standard authentication methods or uh, alternative authentication methods and your talk at uh, RailsConf. But anyway, I thought we would just jump in and, uh, yeah, talk about you, get your story, uh, find out where you came from, things like that. This episode is sponsored by Sentry.io. Recently, I came across a great tool for tracking and monitoring problems in my apps. Then I asked them if they wanted to sponsor the show and allow me to share my experience with you. Sentry provides a terrific interface for keeping track of what's going on with my app. It also tracks releases so I can tell if what I deployed makes things better or worse. They give full stack traces and as much information as possible about the situation when the error occurred to help you track down the errors. Plus, one thing I love, you can customize the context provided by Sentry. So, if you're looking for specific information about the request, you can provide it. It automatically scrubs passwords and secure information, and you can customize the scrubbing as well. Finally, it has a user feedback system built in that you can use to get information from your users. Oh, and I also love that they support open source to the point where they actually open source Sentry if you want to self-host it. Use the code devchat at sentry.io to get two months free on Sentry's small plan. That's code devchat at sentry.io. Um, to get us going, uh, first of all, you want to just give everybody a brief introduction to who you are, where you work, what you do, all that stuff? Yeah, sure. So I'm, uh, I'm a software developer right now at Plataforma Tech. Uh, this is the company that created uh, the device gen, uh, Simple Farm, and, uh, and also the Elixir language. Um, yeah, and then so I do a little bit of open source there. That's, that's why I, I give the talk on device and warden and all the kind of stuff. Uh, this is where I learned about, about those things. Um, so yeah, I've been look, I've been working there for the past two years as a consultant, uh, and been doing Ruby for a lot of time. Nice. Um, now this this show is more about you and your story, and less about um, you know some of those topics. But it's good to know. Hey, this is this is who Leonardo is. This is what you've done. Um, but let's back up and let's talk a little bit about uh, you and your story. How did you get into programming? Yeah, so um, I actually was during high school, I attended an IT course, and then this course uh, basically consisted of four modules. So we had like hardware and maintenance, and then we had like a network module where you did like Linux stuff. Um, and then we had a web design module where I learned like HTML, CSS, and a little bit of ActionScript, I think. Uh -huh. And then we have an introduction to programming. Uh, I remember we used VB.net for this project. I guess mostly because, uh, like, the company had uh, a lot of Microsoft stuff. Um, yeah, but that was kind of fun. I actually liked programming from the beginning. Uh, I recall I did a library application for that, which was pretty fun uh -huh. for me at the time. Um, so I remember I liked programming and then I liked web design too. So after I finished this course, uh, I went to ask for some advice for a couple of teachers. And they said I should learn like a language so I could, a language for the web platform so I could do like the both stuff together. 
And I remember that time they said like it should go with, with something like Java or PHP, which were like so popular at the time and like very well used. So there will be a lot of job opportunities. Uh-huh. And they also say, oh, a nice way for you to get a, like a first job without experience is to get a certification. So yeah, this is pretty much <laughs> what I did. Like, uh, so I, I had just uh, learned VB.net, which is not like a, a production language for you to get like a, an actual job. So then I took like a Java course and then I, I like I got that certification for like months of studying. Uh, but then like it was funny because I I got to know Ruby after that and then I, I, I like never did like much Java professionally. Right. That That's funny. Um, my brother is studying um, He's studying computer science right now, and they're making him get an A plus certification. And it's it's just funny to me because it's, um, you know, it's this big deal for him to get the certification. I said, you're not going to use it. <laughs> yeah, you know, he he yeah he insists that uh, they're saying he's going to use it anyway. But yeah, it's just it's funny how it all, um, you know, how it all goes together and how people think about this stuff. Yeah, it was like it's pretty, it's pretty uh, a big deal, right? So you have like it's the company that created the language saying that uh, that you can write it. So it was a, a pretty big deal. But you know, it was, for me, it was like after after I I got it, it was just it's you were so long studying and doing uh, all those tests. You know, they're kind of pretty much the same as the final exam. So uh-huh. when you get there to actually, when I actually did the exam, it was pretty easy because I have everything like memorized in my head. So at the end of it, I I really just, I don't know how, how much that proves you are a good programmer because you just memorize it everything, you know? Yeah. So yeah, so you get in, you said you learned Java, right? Yeah, that's correct. So uh, how did you wind up getting into Ruby then? So after I got the certification, uh, the first thing that I did was to uh, send my resume to like all the tech companies in my town. Uh, uh-huh. And then I got some response, like it really changes the resume when you have something like that. I can't, I can't deny it. Uh, right. It was very different from, from the other times I, I tried to apply for jobs. But then like one of the companies that uh, called me to, to talk, uh, like the manager said, okay, so we saw that you have a Java certification. Uh, that's pretty good, but we don't know. We don't do Java here. We do Ruby. Have you heard of mm-hmm. Ruby? And I never heard it at, at that point. And basically he said, so if you, if you know how to do Java, you can probably learn Ruby here um, if you want to. So uh, what he said to me was, why don't you go home and then take a look at Ruby, see what you think, and then if you want to, we can talk. We can talk again. And so that's what I did. I played with Ruby for a while, and then I just fell in love with it. Uh, and then I got like this was an internship job, so I had to like learn Ruby uh, during during that time. And yeah, it was pretty fun for me. And then like I never left after that. I just stayed in Ruby for the the next jobs too. Nice. So how did you wind up at Platforma Tech then? Yeah, so uh, I got like this, this internship was, was, it was in a very big website in Brazil. So I got like a, a very good experience. Uh, 
I stayed in there for like two or three years, I think. And by the time I was I was finishing college, and then when I actually finished college, I moved to Sao Paulo, which is like the city where most of the jobs are. And then when I moved here, uh, I actually got a job at Platform Attack. I was I had more experience, and then I applied for the job, and then they hired me. Mostly uh, we do consultancy, mm-hmm. so not everyone does those open source. This is more like a side thing. Right. Yeah. So that's another question that I have is um, when you got involved, were you initially looking to get involved in open source or was that something you picked up once you were at Platform Tech? Yeah, so uh, I think mostly because I started with Ruby, uh, open source really fascinated me from the beginning. Uh, I thought it was, it was amazing, you know, all the collaboration and how you can do uh, pretty big stuff with with a small company like platform attack is not a is not does mm-hmm. not have like uh, a lot of programmers um and they did like all those all, all those huge gens and you know a language and that kind of thing uh so for me it was just amazing and i did some some side projects um with open source before joining platform attack so i had like a little bit of experience uh, but you know, with in a very uh, smaller scale. Um, so when I joined, you know, I already had like I had this wheel of uh, helping. Uh, yeah, I, I did like it was one of the things that um, made me wanted to join the company, like the possibility to work on those projects. Nice. So, what other projects have you done with Ruby? What kinds of things have you been able to accomplish uh, using the language? Yeah, so with Ruby, uh, before Platform Attack, I never done uh, never done much of open source. Uh, it was mostly the work uh, inside the company. Mm-hmm. So I worked on a lot of um, a lot of products, but not not much of open source. Um, yeah, I did some some stuff. I mean, I did a lot of Sinatra um, before. We did like we have uh, in like in my internship, we have some smaller services. We did Sinatra too. We did Rails. And right. then one of the things that I think that I that was more more fun for me to do was we did like a they called cross logging at the time but it was kind of like a single sign on. Uh, I remember they made comparisons with uh, YouTube like the G Suite stuff where you log in in one website and then when you you open the other one you are already logged in. Uh, right. We did that like we we migrated the services uh, so one website was running in production and then we added another one and we made their, them both uh, use the same login system. So yeah, that was that was pretty challenging. It was one of the things that I feel most more proud of uh, because we had to you know, uh, take care of all the sessions that were uh, already running and I send them to another domain and that kind of thing. Right. Nice. What are you working on now? So now pretty much um, I'm taking care of the open source projects in Platform Attack. I haven't started everything new. Um, I feel like uh, maintaining those projects is being taking like a lot of my my free free time. So I'm basically mm-hmm. just uh, take care of issues. I wish I actually trying to uh, take more care of the other ones too because I've been focusing on device for the past year. So it was the right. bigger one. They had a lot of uh, open issues to finish, uh, to close, you know, to 
pull requests to merge. Uh, so I've been taking more care of it. So, but I, uh, I want to to take care of the other ones too. We have some smaller ones. Uh, we have the responders, which is like very known, but there are some smaller gens that didn't get that much of, of attention. Uh, and I wanted to take care of them too. That makes sense. Yeah. So what's your favorite thing about working in Ruby and Ruby on Rails? So I think, um, so for me, since I started in Ruby already, I didn't get, I only got to experience the other stuff after, afterwards. Um, I did some kind of, some, some Android, I did a lot of JavaScript uh, with mm -hmm. Backbone and React. And so I can tell you the things that I miss a lot, a lot when I am, I'm in those platforms. And like the first thing for me is convention, like mostly uh, the Rails convention for me is so, so great. Like you don't have uh, to be arguing about file structure or, you know, all those things you will, you will just get for free. Like you may disagree with them, but at least you have a pattern every, everyone can agree on. Uh, for me, this is so valuable. You don't have to like, I jumped between projects uh, in front end, like React has been some applications. It was like, I didn't know React at all because they were so different the way they restricted things. And you don't, you, you don't have that with Rails. So like the convenience for me is just a, a huge win. Uh, I also like how they care about, uh, about how the, the language has to be uh, enjoyable to write. Uh, this is something that is very focusing in, in Ruby. Um, mm -hmm. So this is, this is just amazing, you know, uh, like the developer experience is taking, is taking priority in things. Uh, for me, this is so, so much fun. I mean, you, you don't get that in, in other environments. So yeah, this is those, I think those two things is, are, are the ones that I, that I miss the most when I have to dig in, in other, in other stacks. Makes sense. Well, cool. So what, what's it, what is life like in a day of your life? Like you get up in the morning, what happens? How much time do you spend working, uh, family, other obligations? Um, you know, what do you do for hobbies, things like that? Yeah. So uh, I moved here to in Sao Paulo to work for Plataforma Tech. So my family is like, is, is left in my, my town. I am from a small town in this upstate. Um, so basically I pretty much go to work and then I like to, I like to go out a lot with people like this. One of the things that I like mostly from most, the most from Plataforma Tech is how the people are so, are so friendly. And we actually made a lot of real friendships in the job, you know, uh, like the jobs are very concentrated in Sao Paulo in Brazil. So a lot, mm -hmm. there are a lot of people from uh, other places. So they're in the similar situation that as you are, uh, coming from another city, you don't have any friends, you don't have any family, and then you get really get to bond together. So yeah, we go to bars a lot. I like to eat. Uh, I like to get to know restaurants from all over all over the world. Uh, São Paulo is is a very great place for this. So I got to try like Chinese food, Japanese food, Thai food, all those kind of things in here. Uh, I didn't have that in my small town. And mostly for hobby, I'm I'm a really sports guy. Uh, mm -hmm. I like pretty much every sport. Uh, it was fun because when I was in the U.S. They, and I said that I, that I like football, 
they were thinking about soccer, but I was like, I like them both. <laughs> I also <laughs> like to watch NFL. Yeah, so that was kind of fun. Uh, so I like I watch NFL, I watch the NBA, and I like uh, I also like soccer for sure. Uh, since I was pretty much born watching it, and right. and I also love music. Like uh, I think this is uh, like Brazilian music is they have so much uh, different different uh, genders and things, uh, and it's amazing. And I also like music from from other places, but you know I'm a very musicy guy too. Uh, sometimes we get around to play a little samba here with the friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, I do mostly mostly those kind of stuff. Nice, cool. If people want to find you online, where do they go? So I have a I have a Twitter account. It's it is my last name. It's Tegon L, and then L is my initial. And I'm also on GitHub. It's it's just Tegon, which is my last name. Nice. Cool. You have some picks for us? Some things you want to shout out about? I do. I do, actually. Um, I have a book. This book, I actually, this book really helped me with soft skills in the job. Uh, it's called, maybe someone I read, I read Bicket. It's pretty famous. It's how to win friends and influence people by Dale Cadron. Yep. Uh, I really like this one, so I, I thought I would just uh, shoot it around if he, someone missed it for some reason, but I know it's pretty famous. Yeah, um, it is. It's pretty and famous. And I also great have book. a TV show. Yeah, great book. Have you read it? Yep. Yeah, I like it a lot. Uh, and the other thing I have is, is a TV show. Uh, it's called Legion. I don't know if you heard of. Uh, it's is actually going like the third season is going to air today, I think in the U.S. Oh, nice. Uh, so this is basically like the main character. He was they thought they have mental illness, but then after after the after a while they discover he actually has uh, mental powers, which was and I think it's it's just a such a mysterious show, which was kind of pretty amazing for me. It really got me hooked into it. Um, I just, I just realized that like the third season was going to start today. So I, I thought I would mention here. Nice. Um, I'm going to med- I'm going to mention a few things here. Um, so the first one, I keep getting calendar invites for this show. Um, we started a new show on, so- uh, open source software. So that's open source sustainability and things like that. And, uh, yeah, we, we now have episodes booked out into October. Um, which is super cool. And uh, yeah, we're talking about open source issues, uh, maintainability, sustainability, things like that. So I'm going to pick that. Um, I'm going to kind of tongue in cheek, pick uh, ladders with feet on them. Um, So I was up working on my father-in-law's roof and uh, I went to get down from the roof and I uh, stepped onto the ladder, went to step down to the rung just below the the roof and uh, the ladder slid out from under me. And uh, so I've got my arm in a sling and um, my side hurts. And uh, it's funny because there's like no bruising or anything. But uh, yeah, I, I did manage to fall on my left side and um, cause myself some pain. So um, it turned out that um, we have these extension ladders. I'm sure they have them everywhere. 
but it looks kind of like two ladders that are stuck together that slide together. And then you slide the one end up. Um, and that end is, you know, we call it an extension because it extends the ladder. Well, my father-in-law being the bright guy that he is, um, and, and he, he really is a smart guy. He does a lot of things right. But for whatever reason, we were only using the extension and not the ladder uh, itself. And the extension doesn't have feet on the bottom. They have rubber feet, so it doesn't slide the way that it did when I was um, uh, doing acrobatics off the roof unintentionally. So, uh, yeah, so I reached out. I scraped my arm up really good on the, um, on the roof trying to catch myself and then landed on my side. Knocked the wind out of me. I did get some x-rays and stuff. Nothing's broken. But uh, yeah, anyway, that was not fun. So um, I'm going to pick ladders with feet on them so they don't slide out from under you. Um, mostly, though, I'm, I'm telling the story just, you know, so people can have a laugh. Yes, at my expense, but that's fine. Um, and then I pushed live the devchat.tv uh, website up, update. So at this point, I'm trying to make it load faster and you know do some seo stuff and things like that so um, if you're interested in any of that uh, check it out uh, that's at devchat.tv um, one other thing i should mention is that um, if you were subscribed to the list i wound up cutting a whole bunch of people out of the list because they either hadn't opened emails or because i was getting indications that um, they were spam email addresses or things like that um, so if you are not getting our emails anymore and you want to, you want to make sure that you're getting those, then just go to devchat.tv and fill in the form. Um, it's on the right side, um, on, on rubyrogues.com or on my rubystory.com. And, uh, yeah, it'll get you back on the list so that we can start letting you know what, what podcast episodes are coming out. And since we're starting so many shows and I don't want to overload people's inboxes, I'm actually just going to start sending out a list of podcast episodes instead of one at a time. So if you've been getting the one-off emails, uh, just be aware that here over the next few weeks, that's going to change as well. So, um, you know, just look for the ones you want. Um, I'll give you a way to actually um, indicate which ones you're interested in so that we can put those ones at the top. But yeah, um, working on that as well. Uh, but yeah, sorry to ramble on so much. Um, I guess I should pick a book as well. And this one's going to be a fiction book. Um, it's called uh, Sibylla Byrne, I think is what it's called. And it's like the fourth or fifth book in the Expanse book series. Uh, the Expanse is a sci-fi sci uh, novel series. Um, I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I'm also going to say that they made, uh, sci-fi made a uh, TV series out of it. And there are three seasons. The first two were done by Sci-Fi, and the third season was done by Amazon Prime. And uh, it's terrific. So um, if you have Amazon Prime, definitely check it out as well. All right. Well, let's go ahead and wrap this up. Thanks, Leonardo, for coming and talking to me for a few minutes. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, we'll reach out and uh, let you know when this goes live. But uh, other than that, we'll go ahead and wrap up, and we'll catch you all next week. Bandwidth for this segment is provided by Cashfly, the world's fastest CDN. Deliver your content fast with Cashfly. Visit C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com to learn more.